Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast Let's Learn by Judith Apollos. Today, I would like to talk to you about affordable quality childcare and the lack thereof in the United States of America. Most of the children in the United States spend most of their time in childcare while parents are at work. According to an article by Cable News Network in 2018, families living across 30 wealthy nations in the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development spend on average about 15% of their net income on childcare costs. According to a 2016 report from the group, an association of 35 countries founded to improve economic development and social well-being around the world. The percentage of a family's income spent on childcare costs varies drastically by country. Couples spend 33.8% in the United Kingdom, but in Korea, Austria and Greece and in Hungary, couples spend less than 4% due to government benefits and OECD programs. Those findings came from the OECD's database on tax benefit across countries compared with the average net income of families of those countries. In the United States, couples spend 25.6% of their income on childcare costs and that number soars to 52.7% for single parents. According to the report from the OECD, it is also important to redefine education so that more emphasis can be placed on equity irrespective of economic status of the child and the communities they live in. Recognize that quality childcare is a part of the system of learning and that it affects child development, according to Burke. Families residing in rich neighborhoods and poor neighborhoods, in high and low minority neighborhoods, and in urban or rural areas can expect to find early care and education programs at approximately the same quality for countries in Western Europe. Whereas in the United States, the provision of childcare has traditionally been viewed as being primarily the responsibility of the family. Here we find a status quo bias, keeping things the way they are. We also encounter a bandwagon fallacy Majority of high-tech earners feel their children have the right to quality education based on their income. Herb said, however, for families in need of a non-parental caregiver, wealthy families in the United States can buy their way into really high-quality childcare, while low-income or middle-income families are likely to be priced out of the high-end market. Bias towards rich people from affluent areas exposes us to a red herring fallacy which shifts the importance of equity and quality 
and affordability to the financial ability to pay. We also see the hypocrisy fallacy, the belief that education is important for their child, but not for children from poorer communities. A study conducted by Maynard and McGuinness in 1993 presents a comprehensive look at the current predictable policies that at federal and state levels affect working families and their children. They have found that there is insufficient attention to quality care and insufficient quality childcare for low-income families, according to Burke, 1999. This shows bias towards the most affluent communities and the access they have because of the amount of funding they can generate based on their confirmation bias, which is their ability to be in high tax brackets. Some parents suggest that they, since their taxes can pay for their children, their children deserve it. This is a conformity bias and an affinity bias with people in the same tax bracket who hold the same sentiment that they can afford it so it makes it okay, even if kids just across the road may not be as privileged to the same quality. I will end with this quote. The future of the nation rests on the adequate development of all of our children. An early childcare in quality setting is essential to that development. Burke, 1999. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you at the next Let's Learn.